I discovered that I had haemophilia when I was seven or eight years old, and I have suffered from this disease for a long time. Whenever I cut myself, the bleeding takes many hours to stop. One time, my shoulder was injured. It kept bleeding from 9 o'clock in the evening until 7.30 in the morning. In most cases, I had to go to hospital to take the Factor 8 injection so as to stop the bleeding. Also, whenever I want to shave my chin, I feel worried lest I cut myself. I suffered for a long time until I heard about cupping. So, I went to a blood specialist, but he refused to do it for me because of my disease. I went to another one. He was brave and he did it for me. Then, when the coagulation of my blood became normal, the doctor cried happily. The ratio of the factor 8 was zero before cupping, but after it, it became about 34%. Now, thank God, I live my life easily and freely, and I shave without worry. And if I cut myself, there is no need to go to the hospital. I mean, I can manage my cut at home, so everything is normal now. About seven years ago, I fell ill with pain in the right side of my head. It was a severe pain and absolutely unbearable. The first time I went to a doctor, he said that the pain might have been caused by my teeth. So I went to a dentist who examined my teeth. He even extracted a filling and examined it. But fortunately, there was nothing abnormal. The second time, the doctor told me that it could be my eyes. I went to Ebn el-Nafis hospital and had my eyes examined. They flushed out my right eye because whenever I felt the pain, my right eye became red and watered a great deal and I could not bear that at all. The attacks were coming three times a day and night. Finally, the doctor told me that I had migraine and prescribed some tablets for me. I thought that I would recover if I used these medicines. But the doctor told me openly that those tablets were only analgesics because there is no treatment for migraine. My pain increased to the extent that the doctor gave me Valium tablets, telling me to take only half a tablet in the case of a strong attack. Despite his advice, I ended up taking two tablets due to the severity of the attacks, but this still only lessened the pain by about 10%. I kept suffering this pain for about two years. Then all my friends advised me to use cupping, and I read the book of cupping, an amazing form of medicine. So in the spring season and at the correct time, I went to one of my friends who was a doctor, and he performed the cupping for me. Out of the provider's favor, and after the first cupping, there was no attack on the first day after the treatment. On the second day, there was only one weak attack. Then the pain vanished completely. I am a diabetic patient. I was walking from Al-Mazza region to Al-Qanawat region every day to treat my diabetes. After three to four years of walking, I began to feel pain in the lower part of my left foot. It was unbearable, especially in the mornings when I awoke. At first, it came on from time to time, but after a while, it developed into 24-hour pain. I saw many doctors, but they were no use. I had x-rays taken and blood analysis, but still nobody knew the problem. 
I used analgesics, but I got no results. Then by chance, I met a doctor who advised me to go and try this treatment, as it is sunnah of the Prophet, so that I might get better by it. I did indeed go and try it. The advantages really were as good as the Prophet's touch. After four days of cupping, there was no more pain in my left foot, which I had suffered from for a full year. I'm a patient of pulmonary fibrosis. I have Barge's disease. I take corticosteroid tablets and nifid tablets. A doctor from the Ministry of Health has also prescribed me Omarin tablets for the Barge's disease. At night I have dyspnea, so I take oxygen as well because I cannot breathe. Despite all these medicines, I have had no results whatsoever and have been suffering from this disease for four years. When I was feeling really bad recently, some people told me about cupping. So I tried it for a year and I got much better. I no longer needed any medicines or oxygen, as it benefited me a great deal. I used it again for a second year and now I enjoy good health and do not feel anything. I felt pain in my left hand and in the lower part of my head. It was unbearable pain, so I went to the doctor who asked me to have an x-ray then he told me that I have a cervical spondylosis thesis and he gave me suitable medicine he advised me to use an cola. these drugs were only analgesics which were of no use though I kept using such medicines for all of three years then I heard one of my friends say that there was cupping in April so I went and performed it thank God from that time until now I haven't felt any pain. I was thus able to dispense with a medical plastic collar. I also have a son of 12 years old who has thalassemia. I transfuse blood for him every two or three months in the national hospital. He underwent a special cupping for children. Thanks be to God for that the last two years he hasn't needed any blood transfusions. I have had a herniation of the nucleus pulpus since I was 12 years old. The pain increased gradually. In the last two years, I have had two herniations, cervical spondylolisthesis and severe muscular contractions known as myospasms. I had treatment for a long time. In the end, I was unable to walk on my left foot, which became nearly completely paralyzed. My friend was a doctor. He took me to a specialist from Damascus who comes to Latakia from time to time. That doctor asked me to walk on tiptoe. Then he said to me, you will not be able to walk on your feet again unless you have an operation. And even after this operation, you will still be partially lame. I replied, but I cannot go in for this operation because of my job. I must carry weight and if I have the operation, I will not be able to do that. I went to one of my friends and asked him to take me to a sheikh, but he told me about the cupping and asked me if I believed in it. I answered that yes, I did, and I asked him to tell me where they did it. He told me in Al-Safi hospital. I went there with three men. Two of them were carrying me and the third was accompanying us. During the cupping, we remained cross-legged on the floor for about one hour. Then, when it was over, I stood up. I felt numbness in my left leg and toes 
and I was afraid that I would fall down in front of everyone. So I sat down again. The cupping doctor said to me, Stand up, go on, is there any problem? I replied, No, there's nothing wrong. I stood up again, and when I put my weight on the leg, the numbness went away. I walked out with my companions following me, astonished. This happened six years ago, so I kept attending the treatment every year until now. Now I feel nothing, there is no numbness nor slackness in my leg. Surely this cupping is a thing from God, because it is a rare thing to be cured in the first session of any treatment. After one week, the regular doctor from Damascus saw me. He asked me, Hi Johnny, what have you done? Have you had the operation? I told him, yes, I had a divine operation. Last year, something incredible happened. I was waiting for my turn to be cupped when a blind man who had just been cupped left the clinic able to see. Nobody knew before that he was blind. Upon leaving, he was able to find and put on his sandals, a task for which he had needed the help of his son for the last 15 years. I suffered from semi-paralysis in my right hand and leg because of cervical spondylolisthesis. I have had five herniations in my neck. I had an x-ray and CT scan and an MRI and I showed them to my doctor. He told me that I had seven cervical vertebras and five herniations. He told me, you must have an operation. I agreed, but asked him, how much will it cost? And what is the success rate of this operation? He said, you should have the operation as your case may cause paralysis. I said, okay, I will have the operation, God willing. He estimated the cost to be about $7,000. This made me feel quite desperate, but I said, OK, if it is God's will, I'll sell my house, then I will come to you to have the operation. So I returned home. Then I became paralysed, which made me so sad. But when one of my friends came to visit me, he said, Abu Muhammad, I can take you to a doctor who performs cuppings if you want. I replied, Cupping? The doctor told me I needed many operations to be well, and you talk about cupping? He said, You won't lose anything if you try the cupping. There's one in three or four days' time, hopefully. So, I went there on the 17th day of the lunar cycle. There, when the man pulled the first two glasses of blood from me, I felt as if there was something moving and coming out of my ear. What is it, I asked the doctor, that is coming out of my ear? He replied, there is nothing. Unconsciously, I raised my hand and said to the doctor, I feel as if there's something moving inside my ear. He asked, where? I pointed at my ear to show him. Then the doctor exclaimed, Oh look, you're moving your hand. I looked at myself and was surprised. I really had raised my hand. He continued his job and put the two glasses on me for the second time. Then he said to me, Now think of the prophet and try to move your leg. I replied, This leg is dead and I cannot move it. But he said, No, 
God willing, it will move. I began to move it with his encouragement. At first, one toe just wiggled. He encouraged me again to move it in the name of God. I did as he said, and my leg moved. It was unbelievable. I could move my hand and leg. When the doctor finished the cupping, he called my wife, as he is one of our acquaintances, and said to her, Congratulations and thanks be to God. Her son is better now. He can walk, and now he is going to dance. In the year 2000, I was working in Lebanon. I began to suffer from pains in my right side, or lados. I went to many doctors. One time, my health became so bad that they took me as an emergency case to Pastol Hospital in Juni. The doctors there couldn't diagnose my illness. They tried to guess the disease, but nobody was sure. I stayed in the hospital for two days. Then they referred me to Homs and then to Aleppo University Hospital, where I stayed for a long time, while the doctors tried to figure out my disease. Some doctors told me it was something known as Zoster. Others told me it was Neurolimitus. Meanwhile, my health was becoming worse and my side had opened up in various places. As a result of this, there was considerable bleeding and then discharges of pus. I took many analgesics. I suffered this disease solidly for a year and eight months. I was nearly bedridden and completely unable to move. Then one day I heard some people talking about cupping. At that time I knew nothing about it. My brother told me that it was Sunnah of our Prophet, peace be upon him. With this explanation, we went to have it performed the next day. By God's favor, after only one hour of cupping, I returned to work after having been bedridden for full year and eight months. God granted me health. I still have many proofs of my previous illness, which can be seen on my right side. There are scars and deformities caused by this disease. I went to cupping for four years and now I'm working. I'm healthy and the disease hasn't struck me again. I praise God for this. Recently, debate about alternative medicine has increased. Its advantages in the treatment of many diseases which affect people have been highlighted. And these kind of medicines have become more common than conventional ones, spreading increasingly all over the world. About 80% of the African population use alternative medicines. In France, the number of patients who have tried these type of medicines for the treatment of pains and relief from diseases, at least once, has reached 75% of the population. In Germany, the figure is about 77%. In Britain, this medicine costs about 2,300 million American dollars yearly. The World Health Organization has offered a wide work strategy formula for alternative medicine between the years 2002 and 2005. One of its clauses states that officially recognizing alternative medicine helps states to improve policies and programs for it. The WHO has classified 43 pathological conditions which may find effective treatment from alternative medicines such as cupping.
These include osteomuscular injuries, alimentary disorders, respiratory infections and gynaecological health problems. The study, carried out by a recognised Syrian medical team on Cupping in 2000, is considered the initial nucleus which attracted the attention of a lot of universities and researchers worldwide to this genuine medicine. They discovered the advantages of this therapy and its accurate scientific laws first outlined by the eminent humane scholar Mohammed Amin Sheikho. There have been positive clinical results for some hitherto incurable diseases such as haemophilia, migraines, hypertension, cancer, Bajaj syndrome, which has only ever been cured by copying, diabetes, arthralgia, sexual weakness, sterility and other diseases. In the year 2000, 300 patients were taken in addition to a continuous study intended to span more than 10 years. This study encouraged further ones. So, in 2003, there were a further 600 studies conducted. The Syrian medical team use scientific methods which are definitely reliable in studying the results of cupping. They examine the patient and take a blood test before and after the cupping. A significant difference has been demonstrated between the blood test before the cupping and that after it. The continuous medical study and the positive results evoke admiration and amazement from the medical establishment. Among the last patients, we should mention the muscular and articular diseases, hypertension and diabetes. The success rate for cupping was 80% for the diabetes conditions from a total of 73 patients and 91% from 172 patients in the case of musculo-articular conditions. As for migraine, 52 case studies were conducted and the success rate was 94%. It was 90% for 74 case studies of hypertension and 90% also for 19 cases of haemophilia. The medical team has confirmed that the improvement shown by the patients suffering with haemophilia in particular could be considered a scientific marvel. There were also many other diseases that showed positive results but with a slightly lower success rate. To better acquaint people with the medical cupping operation, its procedures, latest developments and results, practices and malpractices, 
the Islamic scholar and thinker Mr. Abdul Qadir al-Dirani and the members of the Syrian medical team who direct research into copying have produced this documentary about it. From a medical point of view, cupping is a simple piece of surgery performed on the upper part of the back of the body. It aims to purify the body from all poisons there. The body becomes more active after cupping and both its immunity and ability to be cured itself are improved. Regarding its history, copying goes back to ancient times as the prophets and messengers recommended it. It was applied by Pharaoh, who possessed great medical knowledge and recognized its advantages and benefits. Some pictures of the practice were found on the walls of the tomb of King Tutankhamun. The ancient Greeks knew of it and it became widespread during the age of Hippocrates the pioneer of Greek medicine. It continued to be used for many years and was known in France. Some people used it well, but others did not observe its rules. In fact, cupping had drawn my attention when I was young. As I was fond of reading, I read literature and history about princes, kings, and chieftains who were also interested in cupping. They singled out a day of the year on which they used to go to orchards and a man would perform it for them within special fixed and well-known rites. The practice really took off in Islamic times when the Prophet spoke about it as well as demonstrating following its amazing rules. However, many years after the departure of the Prophet, the rules of copying began to be forgotten due to negligence and carelessness, until it became obsolete except for the occasional piece of information. It was discredited by those who took against it and people stopped practicing it. Although a few individuals maintained the method, they were not able to get the results they wanted, and sometimes no benefit would occur at all. This happened because they were not applying cupping according to strict scientific conditions of simple surgery, since the rules had been forgotten. They applied it in winter and summer, following physical exertion and tiredness, after eating and not in the right position. However, the late Syrian scholar Muhammad Amin Shaykh brought this sunnah to light again when he revealed its rules and its strict scientific conditions in his book and pointed out the right position on the body as well as uncovering the secret of the machinery of this cure which rids the body of unhealthy blood.
In the name of God, of the compassionate, the compassioner, the idea of producing a medical book related to cupping was suggested to collect supporting data from medical reports and laboratory tests. Although there are already many books about cupping, this one examines in more detail the scientific rules and procedures of cupping, which the eminent humane scholar Muhammad Amin Sheikho has derived from the Honorable Prophetic Sunnah. Under the management of the scholar Professor Abdul Qadir John Adirani, Nur al-Bashir Bookhouse first suggested compiling the above data in a single collection which included information on the efforts of the medical team in recent years. Under the title of The Marvelous Medicine, Cupping a Medical Science in its New Perspective. Accordingly, these studies and data are now accessible for those who need it and forms a primary nucleus for new studies about this important scientific branch. He recreated this technique and spread his news amongst all his relatives, friends and acquaintances. And through them, his message eventually reached ordinary people. In the context of contemporary medicine, cupping today gives hope to patients everywhere. Whatever their ailments, the basis of current methodology are the accurate medical procedures outlined by my father, the eminent scholar Muhammad Amin Sheikho. God have mercy upon him. He performed cupping on me and on my brothers and on his disciples and his friends, carefully and strictly. Practicing cupping is just like using any other medicine. If the patient takes too much, it's like having an overdose and he will be harmed. Similarly, if the dose is lower than its supposed limit, there won't be any benefit from it. People have taken to cupping with unparalleled enthusiasm due to its curative medical marvels. This enthusiasm spreads by word of mouth with cured patients telling their friends and families. No sooner do we perform the cupping in a village with one person benefiting from it then everybody comes for treatment. So has been too in the cities, such as Latakia, Aleppo, Homs, Hama, and Damascus. The first incident happened in Seidel, which is five kilometers from the shrine of our master, Khalid ibn al-Walid. A patient that was paralyzed for many years asked Dr. Sahail to perform the cupping on him. Then, the next day, he came walking by himself to the doctor's clinic so as to thank him. Everyone in this town is Christian and of our beloved brothers. Accordingly, they performed cupping in the church. Similarly, when a few people from Christian Valley 
experienced the miracle of this marvelous medicine, they all had it done. Then it reached our brothers, the Armenians in Aleppo, as it spread towards the Arab mountain. As for the Muslims, they took to cupping in a large way. After that, the inhabitants of Lebanon and Algeria, and even the European states, such as Switzerland, Sweden, and Germany began to use this kind of medicine and adopt it due to its wonderful results. Many American universities and Russian hospitals have studied this new medicine. In addition to China, where there was great interest. Part of its success is due to the fact that if cupping is applied according to procedures, it isn't harmful at all. In recent years, there has been a huge increase in the popularity of cupping due to the miraculous cures and remarkable improvements seen by its application to patients suffering from the chronic incurable diseases of our modern time. We have previously mentioned that if man takes an overdose of a chemical medicine, he may die. And if he takes a low dose, there will be no benefits. As there are specific times when the doctor recommends the patient to take tablets or syrups, so there are for cupping. There are procedures to be followed. Otherwise, the benefits of treatment are lost. Breaches of these guidelines may cause injuries that require hospitalization. The art of cupping will then be unfairly called into question because of a single irresponsible practitioner. We start with the importance of the site on the body where treatment is applied. The only place for practicing cupping is on the upper part of the back, as the deposits of superfluous erythrocytes, those older than 120 days, as well as cell ghosts, the cell tiny pieces which cause thrombosis, and other blood impurities all gather here in the back because it is a motionless part of the body and contains no movable joints. The region of blood stasis, as doctors well know, is located directly under the two shoulder blades 
and is called the withers. The upper part of the back is the ideal area for applying cupping, as it is the least active part since it is free of articulation, and the muscles there tie and fasten the bones together. The net of blood capillaries are also abundant in this area. Therefore, the speed of the blood decreases to minimum in the surface vessels and in the deeper ones. Since blood clots and other problems, look for these kinds of places of minimal activity to settle. The best conditions for cupping are found in this part of the body.